Good day. You are listening to Internet Business Growth Radio, IBGR, here on Block Talk Radio. And this is show number 14 for Green Industry Pros Magazine. This is a companion uh, to our written articles. And uh, this year, in 2019, we're doing a whole series on financial issues that landscape owners should understand. So with that, I'd like to introduce myself. I'm William Eastman, Managing Partner for GrowthWorks Media and Senior Consulting with the Green Mark Consulting Group, which works predominantly with landscape companies. And we have been writing for the last four years a series of articles for Green Industry Pros Magazine. All right, so why the show? Well, I think it has to be done within the context of last show. And that is uh, most business owners, especially new ones, when I, I was going to say young, but I don't mean young in age, but young in terms of being in business, uh, most of you haven't taken a class on accounting and yet your ability to understand what reports you receive and how to interpret those reports is absolutely critical to the future of the business. And so if you don't know what to tell the accountant you want, you're going to get whatever they give you. And if you don't know how to look at it, then um, how do you draw any conclusions from it? Because the whole idea behind it is to get feedback on decisions to be made in the business and then deciding what you want to do um, as alternatives or continue to do so. All right. So that's what we talked about last week, and we basically said, or last show, I should say, what we what we covered was basically three things. When I look at it, and I'm now giving you my experience uh, at four startups as well as 25 years of doing corporate consulting and 15 years in small business, is that there are really three statements um, that you've got to be just comfortable with. One is the, a monthly balance statement, and the way you look at it is January has one, February has one, March has one, April, etc., and it is a snapshot in time, and what you do is you compare one month from the other. Most accountants know what this is, and trust me, this is the one. If you only get one thing from your accountant or your CPA, it'll be this. But there are two other reports you ought to be reading. The second one is the monthly income statement or profit and loss. And what that'll do is it'll try, it will attempt to explain to you how January turned into February, February turned into March. When you look at the numbers and they've changed, and let's say you have less cash on hand but more expense, how'd that happen? And one of the places to look is in the profit and loss statement. Now, the challenge with that is that in accounting, uh, accounting is driven by a group of people called the FASB, if I remember correctly, Financial Accounting Standards Board. And so everything has to be reported a certain way, otherwise you wind up like Enron. Uh, people closing down your company because you're cooking the books. But the challenge with that is that type of reporting is not how we think. So here's the third one, because it strips out stuff. So, for example, if you borrowed money, it's an asset. Uh, yes, I guess theoretically that's true, but come on now. you got a debt to pay back. You, you know, you got that expense. So the third one I would recommend is the monthly cash flow statement, which which I think is much clearer to talk about. So how did we spend money and what did we spend it on? And so if you get your balance statements every month and then you get an income statement, a cash flow statement, you can pretty much diagnose what's happened in the company and and go back and look at the decisions. That's what we covered in the last show. I'm not going to waste any more time on it. You simply go back to uh, Green Street Pros Magazine and you get the previous article. Now today's show is saying, okay, we got that. What are we going to cover now? We're going to cover the issue of staying profitable. And so I'm going to do the same thing. I'm not trying to insult anybody. If you know what I'm about to say, my apologies. Uh, but trust me, from doing small business consulting for the last 15 years, um, it's not an assumption I'm going to make. Uh, so 
here's some terms that I want you to consider. Uh, one is this issue of management discipline, and it's going to be reoccurring throughout all the shows that we do together here, uh, whether you read it in the article or you hear it here in the radio uh, podcast in support of the article. But management discipline, what discipline do you bring to the business? And that discipline tells everybody in some position of authority how they should act. Now, you could write it as a position description and certainly you put it in there. But this is much more of an informal how do we do business in the company. So we're going to be talking about this for the entire season. Now, the one thing I'll say about it right now is that one of the disciplines that you want to install in the company is getting everybody involved in the numbers. Now, that doesn't mean everybody's involved in every number because there's some things you may not want to show them, but everybody's involved in some of the numbers because if you expect your employees, your supervisors, your managers, depending upon the size of your company, to make quality decisions about the business, the only way they can do that is if they're in the game. And if they don't have any numbers, then they're just guessing. Not too, not too bright. Now, terms. Two things to consider. Only two. Um, variable costs and fixed costs. Now, what's the difference? Well, I'm going to go to fixed costs first, even though in the article of variables first. Fixed costs are all the costs you incur to run the business, regardless of whether you have any business. So you're paying uh, rent on the building. Okay, or, or you're paying a mortgage on a building, you're having the property clean, you've got to pay a utility bill. You have staff people inside who have no, who do not touch customers, but work inside, let's say, the accountant. Uh, these are all fixed costs, and what makes them fixed is they don't change from month to month because these are things you consistently have to pay. Now, variable costs, on the other hand, are those costs that you incur because you've made sales and you have customers, therefore it's variable. More business I've got, the more variable cost I've got to have. And so the variable cost is, you know, in the landscape business, is anything around designing, building, or delivering to customers. It's about materials and labor. And so how well all that is managed is going to determine your gross margin or profit. And so I think I did this earlier, but let me do this again. Let me use a couple terms here. Uh, because in the industry, there is in the accounting world, there's no real standardization. What a margin is, is simply after you pay for the materials and after you paid your labor rate, what's left over. So let's say you're charging an account. It's landscape maintenance and you're charging $50 uh, a week to do the property. I know that number is a little high, but let's just go with that number. You subtract out material costs. In this case, if all you're doing is cutting is fuel, you subtract out your labor costs. So it could be you and a supervisor and one worker, and you subtract out their labor costs for that 45 minutes. And whatever's left over is not profit. It is margin. And so what happens in a business is the variable cost produces margins on units of work. Now, when that money is turned over to the company, uh, and turned over in terms of you subtract the other cost out, it's what's known as profit contribution. In other words, these are contributions to the profit of the company, but they're not profit yet, because then after I paid all the variable costs to do this job or this series of jobs today, I still have to pay my fixed costs for doing those jobs. And then when that is left over, what you then find is that you have your profitability. Now, I know that most of you who have mixed businesses uh, this changes. So, for example, if you're into the snow and ice industry, and you got a lot of that, 
um, you could be looking at gross margins at 75 to 80%. If you're doing turf, where you're doing spraying herbicides, fungicides, um, fertilizers, etc., um, you can probably be running something around 65 to 70% gross margin. If you're doing design build, it's probably more around 50% gross margin. And if you're doing landscape uh, maintenance, just coming and cutting grass, doing some cleanups, then the gross margin in that is around 35%. And uh, what, my, this, what my experience has been, it's just a quick, and I'll focus on, on the landscape maintenance because that's the easiest one to measure. Uh, trying, to, trying to talk about averages and design build is crazy because it's driven by a whole different set of factors. This one is more predictable, and that is if you're under 35% in your gross margin, more than likely your profitability for that business after you pay everything out is at 10% and maybe less. If you're pushing it closer to 40%, then you could be seeing uh, profitability as close as 15 but most companies where the preponderance of their work, landscape companies where the majority of their work is uh, lawn maintenance, then you can you can figure that 10 to 15% profitability at the end of the month, end of the quarter, end of the year is pretty good. Now, having said that, I've got those terms out there and I'm gonna consistently come back to those. Now, let's, let's just get a little bit of here on mindset, all right? And on the mindset issue is, is that what I want to do is I want to create a thought process in everybody that works for me that either one, they've got cost-cutting objectives to meet, or they want to beat the budget. And the difference between the two is this, is that in a small business, you know, a company under, say, $10 million, that's a small business because I think the IRS says anything under twenty-five. I think ten is probably more appropriate, but different conversation. And that is that even even companies at two to three hundred thousand dollars are usually pretty good at measuring variable cost. In other words, you've got the you've got the measurements in place to capture it. On the other hand, unless you're a very large corporation, there's no really handy metrics in place to capture fixed cost. So when I take variable cost, the mindset that I want to put in the head of the supervisor who's running the job, as well as people on the job, is this. Your job is to come in on or under budget without sacrificing the customer's experience. In other words, what I'm saying to you is the customer's got to be happy, and if I've allocated X number of dollars for material and X number of dollars for labor, at a break, at a, for you, a good day is coming in on budget. A bad day is going over budget. A great day is coming in under budget. And so I want people to start to think that, but if they don't have the numbers, then how do they do that? Now, I wish I could do that with people who are internal to the business, but I can't because usually we just don't, like I said, we don't have the metrics in place. So the goal here then is to give them targets or bogeys, things that, okay, we're going to go after this. And I'm going to go through, when I move from mindset to methods, I'm going to go through the steps that I employ when I do this. Um, I don't own a landscape company. My partner, Stephen Cohen, does. But I can tell you, at this point, we're not talking about something that's landscape-specific. We're talking about how to run a small business. All right, so now, let's rock and roll here. Methods um, on the article. Number one, hold a training session and educate everybody on how they affect profitability. If the people are working with customers and they're in the field and they're touching customer property, these people affect 
your gross margin. Whether they come in budget or not will determine how much money is left over after you pay labor and material. Uh, and what also is affected here is they've got to do the, they've got to do the job as specified, and they've got to do it right the first time. Because if they if you've got to go back, and again if we're on we're on landscape maintenance, and you've got to go back, you probably have destroyed whatever margin was on that job. You cannot make a return visit and do something that should have been done the first time. So with people that are in the field that affect variable cost, I want them to understand that they will get a budget, okay? And that on that budget, it will tell them a couple of things. One, what materials uh, have been allocated for the job? In other words, when you sold this thing, what did you say you were going to do? And all those materials are on there. And then what you're going to do is you're going to have a list of labor. And you're going to list the personnel on the job and what you basically estimate for them. And so I'm going to get a little bit more into the work order here in a second. But that's basically where we're going to take this. All right, so you're going to hold everybody to a training session. You're going to tell them how they affect profitability. And you're going to pass out uh, this information. Now, number two is you need to rearrange a calendar and make two hours a week available for meetings. No excuses. If you're not interested in profitability, then ignore uh, this entire podcast. Don't read the article. If you are, in fact, concerned with profitability, you will find two hours a week to invest. And you're going to split this into two one-hour meetings, okay? One hour, one of these is going to be held for field supervisors, people in charge in a field. And if you've got nobody in charge, you're going to hold it with the employees. But I'm going to assume that you've got a supervisor one, two, or three, and then you're going to have one hour for internal employees. And again, you know, if we have, if you're talking, you've got 15 people working a building, you're not going to have all 15 in there. You're going to have their supervisors in. If you've got four teams in the field, then you're going to have the four supervisors come in. If you've got one team in the field, then maybe a supervisor and the employee. I don't know. But the idea is one hour a week, you're going to meet with the people who affect the variable cost, and one hour a week, you're going to meet with the people that affect Fixed cost. All right, number three. I call them work orders. You can call whatever you want to call it. I come from manufacturing, and so there's always a work or job order that goes down to the floor when anybody works, and it, it communicates some information to them. This is what the minimum of what you have to post. Number one is you want to list the materials like I talked about, okay? And on this, I would have the cost of the materials. Uh, so we have a list of the what do we have? I have how much we have, what's the cost, and then I'm going to leave some space open for them to then say, okay, of what was put there, what did I use? And if it's in variance, if it's different than the estimate, and you could pick a number and say if it's more than 5%, then you want a reason why. Really simple. Every time they do a job, there's a single sheet of paper. It's got that information on it. They record at the end of the job. When they come back in at the end of the day, they turn those in. All right? Now, once a week, you meet with the supervisors to discuss their work orders. See, there's only two reasons why you're either, that you're over budget. Number one is bad estimates. Number two is poor supervision. And so one of the things you want to diagnose is that if they're consistently over budget, then you've got to say to yourself, well, perhaps what we're doing is we're not pricing the jobs correctly. 
And if you have the ability to increase prices, this may be a great opportunity now to say, you know what, let's increase the price on this service by 10%. And then we should be able to make our estimates. Now, if in fact you can't raise your prices, then what that says is that by definition, we're at the poor supervision. Now, let me go there. Poor supervision means that the estimate was good or you don't have a choice and that what, however those jobs are being managed are not being managed correctly. And so that's where you want to focus your energy. Okay. It's awkward, but this is part of the discipline. The discipline that you're creating here is that you're telling people in charge that they will be in a meeting with you and their peers once a week to discuss performance. Period. End of story. Like the sun rises in the east and sets in the west or the effect of gravity. You get off balance and you hit the ground. You want to kind of create this as a discipline because I can guarantee you that which is some basic numbers and knowing that we're going to meet every week on those numbers, the numbers will improve. Whether it, the improvement is an increase or a decrease, doesn't matter. All right, so now let's have our once a week meeting with internal employees. And again, as I said before, if you've got 20 internal employees, then bring in three or four of the office managers. If you don't, have the employees in there. And what you want to do is you want to pick a theme for the month. And what I put in the article was, let's take electrical usage, okay, how we use electricity here. And what you want to do is challenge to everybody in that room to a 10% reduction. In other words, I want you to use your judgment and figure out how we can reduce that by 10% without, and here's the caveat, make sure you emphasize this, without affecting uh, your job. Now, I don't know whether 10% is possible, but I'll tell you why I go for 10%. Typically, the first time you do this, 10% is laid out. There's actually more there. Number one. Number two is psychologically, when people hear 10%, 10% is not a huge number for a lot of people. And so 10% is something that they feel like they can get. So let's say you only get 6 or 7%. Well, you know what? Take it. Because they've just reduced the charge of electricity. And if your electricity bill is... $500 a month, and you save 6%, that's what, $30? Now, you may say, well, that's not much money, but here's the mindset you must have to be successful, is that there is no amount of money saved that's too little. You save $0.10, cents, that's cool, you save $0.10. Cents. And again, what you want to do is you want to create a discipline in people's mind, a frugality. Not only are we going to meet weekly on either how well you're meeting the budget based upon work orders or internally how well are you making the targets that we've des that we've figured out um, that we need to get cost improvements on doesn't matter you can created a discipline here where people now see that what their job is we're going to meet on this and my job is to find it possible now how do you for the internal people how do you pick the list you, you take a look at your balance sheet you take a look at your income statement you look at use of cash flow and what jumps out at you on those one of those three reports, you pick one of those and go, the number one item that I have fit on the fixed cost side is X. Now, if it's a lease on the building, yeah, you probably can't touch that. But a utility bill, you can affect the utility bill it, it, because fixed doesn't mean that it's absolutely the same number every month. What it means is that you are paying that every month, regardless of whether you have any business. 
And so you go down the list of those and you say, it could be office supplies. We'll go after office supplies. But my recommendation is you're not going to get it done in a week. So pick a month because why a month? Well, because you get a balance sheet or a balance statement at the end of every month. And what you'll begin to see is if you target it, what reductions have we seen or what increases, if that's what I'm shooting for, am I seeing balance sheet to balance sheet? I can, t I can tell you right now, you do this. You educate people on how they affect profitability in the business. You now create the norm that we are going to meet once a week on the numbers of the business period and the story. And this is not a BS meeting. This is not a grant butt meeting. This is not passing information that could be sent in an email or in a text message. We're going to walk in, and for 60 minutes, we're going to go through how the jobs were done, if we're talking variable costs, how the jobs were done, and why they were not on budget. And if everything's on budget, then the conversation is going to move to, okay, can we start bringing these in under budget? And that'll be a conversation for a different show. If they are internal to the company and they're fixed costs, then every month we pick a target and we say, I want a 10% reduction in that and work your way through until you're done with what's on the list and then circle back and go after the first one again and keep working it. Because again, these are disciplines. The disciplines are we're going to do the job on budget or under budget. We're going to look for cost improvements and we are going to meet and we're going to talk about the financials. So with that, what I'd like to do is I'd like to say thanks for listening to the podcast. I, you know, I really appreciate Green Industry Pros um, and they're allowing us to write these articles and produce the podcast. And so next week or the next next week, I think in weeks, uh, the next session is that we're going to we're going to be talking about invoicing and accounting. I've dealt with a little bit of, with accounting. And so on the accounting side, we're going to talk more about how to pick a really good accountant. And what should they be doing for you? And what should meetings be like with your account? Because, you know, typically on the 15th of the following month, you know, halfway through the month, they bring the balance sheet and all the numbers over. One of the things you want to do is you want to collapse that time. You want to close the month out faster. And you want to have a meeting with them the week after the month closed out. And, and here are the conversations you want to have. On the other side, we're going to be talking about invoicing. And I'm going to really hit on the invoicing piece uh, simply because... We're going to be talking about not just accounts payable, but we're definitely going to be talking about accounts receivable. And this is a topic that's near and dear to my heart. So with that, thanks for listening. Uh, enjoy the article, and I'll see you next time.